Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Legion of Writers podcast. I have with me today author Alicia Hyder. Welcome, Alicia. I wanted to just jump right into it. I know your time is valuable and stuff, so I, I want to say thank you. Uh, well, I need to say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that we pulled this off today and that Alicia Hyder showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when the moment strikes and you have to write, you write. I, I, you know, there's not, not even forgiveness necessary. That's it's, it's, it's our world. I wish that it was, I could blame it on some stroke of pure genius. And I just had to get the words out. That's not what it was. (laughs) (laughs) That is okay. It was me like just laboring away and yeah. And I was like, and then I didn't even look at messenger. Until later, why would you, you idiot? No, 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 please. Listen, I I interviewed a couple of other folks, um, some who did not get to attend uh, Space Coast this past year um, as authors, but they attended, you know, and they were at your at your um, your uh, keynote. And um, I have to say to our listeners, um, I met Alicia Hyder at the Space Coast Book Lovers uh, Conference, uh, which was uh, this past June. And you blew me away. Oh, you blew me away with your attitude. (laughs) Your little heart emoji. Um, You blew me away with your attitude. And it's something I actually discussed with another author, Sherry uh, C.L. Roman. She was there as a a guest, as, as one of the readers. And, uh, and we were fangirling over you, just so you know. So when you hear her podcast, thanks. we were fangirling because we both picked up Detached. And you insisted that that was the one that was going to suit me the most. Um, so Detached is your newest, correct? Yeah. Uh, is it Safra Nix? Safara. Safara Nix. Okay. I, I knew I was going to mess up the pronunciation. Safara Nix. Just Nix. Just okay. Nix. Yeah. Th- that character... Um, wow you're right i totally identified <laughs> totally got sucked in thank you so much um lost a whole night for it thank you um oh, anxiously anxious i know right that i'm sorry anxiously waiting for the next one um but it, your style of um of just being like you you're you're very open as as an author uh and you're very open to other authors um and it, it was really easy to see that for you, it's not a competition. It's a, it's a lifting up kind of thing. And sometimes I don't think there's enough of that. There is not enough of that. So I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of all of us who are still trying to find our role in this world uh, when it comes oh, to... Oh, well, trust me. I'm still trying to find... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, all we all are. But it, it would help if, so, if every once in a while some of us would extend a hand and we don't. Um, yeah. Well, some of us don't. And um, I just wanted to say thank you for that. But I wanted you to be able to tell us a little bit and tell the listener who you are. Who is Alicia Hyder? Oh, Lord, what day is it? I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Who is Alicia Hyder and who she is as an author? And a little bit about Hyder Nation. Uh, Well, boy, that's that's a. That's a tough question. Um, I wasn't joking when I'm like, what day is it? Because my personal life is insanely busy. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a family of seven. 
Um, I've got five teenagers. My oldest just graduated. (laughs) He starts college in August and it's mind boggling to me. I'm like, how on earth did we get here? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it depends on the day of the week. So um, I've been writing for, well, since I was a kid, Um, my brother actually found some early school erotica. (laughs) Like back when I was, I don't know. 13, you know, and I was writing about all the, all the boys that I went to school with that I had crushes on. And I was mortified. He told my parents and they had like a family meeting about it. And I was mortified and like completely, I didn't tell anybody that I was writing anything for 20 years after that, probably. Wow. Yeah. And because it just, it became it became the problem then, you know, so I like, I shut down and I still, you know, I still wrote, I have a a metal crate in my attic full of spiral bound notebooks that were filled with stories, like just about high school and about how I wish things were. And, you know, I think anybody that's got that writing bug at some point in time, you're going to write life the way you want it to be. You know, of course. And what's really, what's really amazing is like, I'm actually living a lot of those stories that I wrote when I was younger. I married my high school sweetheart, best friend, and uh, you, you met Chris. An all around great guy. He really, really (laughs) is. He's amazing. Um, And so, yeah. So first, before anything, I mean, I really thoroughly enjoy being a wife and a mom and um, I've got two fur babies, you know, one that I love more than the other. (laughs) It's always like that. It's always like that. You don't say it out loud because they'll hear oh, you. I do. I do say oh, that. Do really? Oh. I, I love both of my dogs and I care for them very well. We have a rescue that she's just never been really into people because she was abandoned when she was little and left outside to her own devices. So she's not loving, you know, she's the older she gets, we have a puppy now and she comes to us to escape him. So she's the most loving that she's ever been. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's me. And then my writing comes out of that. So I write, I kill a lot of people in my books, but mm-hmm. I do write happily ever afters because I mean, I got mine, you know, up until this point, I have been through some serious shit in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Sorry, is this podcast PG 13? No, you're, you're fine. You can say whatever you want. You're good. Um, <laughs> I write a lot of happy endings because I've got mine, you know, for right now in this season of life, I've really got mine. You know, I've gotten everything that I wanted. Um, I I wrote, I had a tattoo put on my hand because I'm sure that you'll probably understand this, this writing gig, because it's a self-employment kind of thing. You're at home, you're, you're left with these characters in your head. It can be all consuming. You were just talking about how you are the, the, the one woman shop, you know, you do it all. I do it all. And this job, as much as I love it and as much as I live for it, and as much as I wish that there were more hours in the day to do it longer, yep. it can just be absolutely overwhelming. It, it, it certainly is. And every once in a while you have to take a step back and I have to remember, I have a wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a family. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I need to speak to them and not just the little voices in my head. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I, I, I know. I got my new tattoo that says enough and it's on my writing hand. Oh, because 
I need that reminder of don't just work for the life that you want. Enjoy this life that you've got right now because you've got everything that you want. Yeah. You know, you've got the happy ending right now. And so pause, step back, enjoy it. I can be a writer for the rest of my life, you know, well into my eighties, hopefully God willing, you know, I don't want to miss this time that I've got right now. Of course. So, so my whole writing career has been, has 2020, I talked about this a little bit when we were at Space Coast, 2020 helped me retool my whole business plan, like to value the personal time now, you know, rather than just because we write, we write, then we publish, we publish and we advertise, then we, you know, then we optimize all of our advertising and it can just before you know it, you've lost six months trying to get this book into the world, you know? Um, And 2020 really forced me to sit down and look at my life and say, Alicia, you don't want to return to 17 hour workdays. No. So um, that enjoying what I have right now really fuels my writing. And I write about women like you, I write about women that don't need some man to show up and save the day. That's it. If one does, that's fine. But right, exactly. I'm help you too. <laughs> exactly. The romances in my story, they're, you know, they're subplots because it's all about this woman and her journey that she's on, Yeah. you know, and the people that she picks up and adopts along the way. And yes. know, I, I write, I write badass and I write funny, you know, it's my books will make you laugh out loud and they'll make you cuss and they'll make you throw things. And yeah, it, cry, it may, you know. I cussed. I cussed a lot. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's book one. That's that's mild compared yeah. to cussing that will come later on. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I got sucked into a story. It, it really has been yeah. because now I find that, thank goodness, I've been able, I've learned enough now to be able to improve my craft, but it's like a constant process. So I'm always taking classes or learning more, you know, doing screenplay writing, because it actually taking a class like that opened me up more to the story, to what the story actually should involve and, and learning the beats, you know, whether it's in, in visual form or in book form. And so now I, I read in a jaded way sometimes. And I hate that because it's like, I figured stuff out right at the beginning, but and it's hard to to grab me, but yours grabbed me right from the beginning. I'm like, hey. oh, me gusta. I'm like, <laughs> and it's great. But but for you, do you find yourself practicing things, practicing um, whether it's it's or, or or relearning things that you thought you knew well, but you didn't oh, actually know as well sure. as you did. For sure. That's why I talked so much at Space Coast when people would be like, which book of yours do, you, do should I start with? I'm like, start with the newest one, because hopefully that's always going to be my best work. Mm-hmm. Because you learn so much. I just wrapped up the Soul Summoner series, which is my best selling series to date. It's really the one that helped me make a name for myself in this business and know that I could do this full time. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much because that series is 12 books long. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing when I published, <laughs> for, you know, book one of that series. I wrote book one in 11 days. Wow. And had like the first time that it was published, it wasn't edited. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Like I made my own covers and, you know, did the whole, did the whole like yep. true indie self pub thing, you know, because we all have to do that. You know, we all yeah. have to cross 
cross that bridge, you know, into this business. And um, I got so lucky, like, I, I got so like, I also have a lot of background in um, online marketing. Mm-hmm. I did that for uh, Thomas Nelson Publishing for 15 years as a freelancer before I ever published my first book. So I did have a little bit of leg up on how to find an audience. Um, but the fact that people loved it and connected with Sloan, the heroine of that book, mm-hmm. was just a miracle. You know, like it was just a beautiful thing that happened. And that was where Hibernation was born. People wanting to talk about that character and talk about it's got a love triangle in it. And it's a lot of heated debate, you know. So it's not like to be read now. Thank you. Huh? It's on my to be read now. <laughs> but I learned so dang much because that was 12 books, nine full length novels and three kind of standalone ish novellas that go with it. Um, and now that I'm starting my next paranormal series, I'm taking all of those lessons that I learned mm-hmm. from writing that first series and trying to do better this time. Um because uh, I got to book nine, the final book in the Soul Summoner series. And I'm like, dang, I wish I had thought about this in book one. You know, like I wish that I had planted these seeds earlier, but I had no idea. I was writing by the seat of my pants, you know, throwing words onto the page. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so that that's a great segue. So are you, you're not a, a plotter per se, or you're um, a combo? I'm becoming more of a plotter. Um, I will say I get my absolute best ideas when I'm pantsing it and I'm in the moment and the characters are talking to each other and I'm in that mindset and they make decisions on what happens next. Sure. I will loosely plot in that I know what's going to happen way down here, whether that's, you know, final book of the series or whether that's the end of this book, I kind of have a general idea of where it's going Mm -hmm. and certain things that need to happen along the way. And I'll have little brainstorming sessions about this will be a really fun scene for this character. Like I've done that a lot with Bess in uh, Nix's roommate in the series. I've done that a lot with her because she's just so entertaining. And I'm like, Oh, Bess would totally do this, you know. Well, and so- she 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 had me buffaloed. Like I was like, is she good? Is she bad? Is she good? Is she bad? What the hell? And I was like, I kept every time I turned a page, I'm like, please let her be good. Please let her be good. Please let her be good. I was like, oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I actually told Hyder Nation um after about a month after the first book came out, because so many people were so stressed out about Bess being evil. And I'm like, y'all calm down. I'm never going to make Bess evil. Like the innately who she is now, she's going to go through some stuff, you know, but innately who she is at the heart, y'all can relax. Okay. She's a good person. (laughs) That had me me stressed throughout the whole thing. I'm like, God bless America. This is going to make me crazy. So, (laughs) Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I do what I, I do what I can. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you, did you know that that Soul Summoner was going to be so long? No. Oh, God, no. It was originally going to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And when I first published it, it was called the Soul Summoner Trilogy. And it ended after book three, um, The Angel of Death. And I got to the end of that book. I finished writing it. And I hated the ending. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like, I can't end it. Like, I can't end this, you know? I can't end it this way. I can't. So I went back to the drawing board. I erased 
40,000 words of book three and basically started over. And then when I got to the end of it, I was like, okay, here we go. This is the ending that it needs. And then this needs to happen in book four. So um, yeah, that one really, I hate to say that it surprised me because in a way I always knew like these, their story's not done yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And thankfully there was enough reader support there to continue, you know, continue it on. Sure, Sure. Um, and we reached book nine and I keep saying that that series is finished because it's complete. Um, but I do have a, another series that I'm planning to spin off of that. Once I get, once I get Safari next, you know, firmly off the ground and okay. say, with well, the next yeah. book out in that series. Okay. All right. So that, that's uh pretty cool to know. <laughs> yeah. Hear it first here. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> cool to know. I haven't even, like, said that. I haven't even said that to Hydernation. I've kind of hinted around at it, but okay. um, so hear it first here. Well, Hydernation, you hear it. You're hearing <laughs> it here. <laughs> and if any of you want to come on, feel free. We can talk Alicia Hyder. Come on. Um, so let me ask you, where do you find inspiration besides like just life in general? Because your stuff is is paranormal. It's yeah, you know, it's where do you find the inspiration for that? I have a severe anxiety disorder. And so I overthink everything and I worry about everything. And like, I can't watch scary movies because they are alive and well in my head, you know? Um, So I've always, I've always asked the big questions about life is like, really, is this all there is? You know, like can't be like, we can't be this complex as human beings. And this is is it. it, you know, like this is all that there is in the universe and, you know, and beyond. And so I've always explored those ideas. I had a very um, strict Southern Baptist upbringing. And like, so I've always questioned, you know, what's, what's the bigger picture here? And so I definitely, I work out a whole lot of things about my own faith and my writing, you know, and what, and what, how, what I feel about, you know, how we as humans interact with this world and how the universe interacts with us, you know? And so um, that's definitely where all of that inspiration comes from. Um, As far as like heroes and heroines, my husband inspires, you know, my heroes. He's um, retired military. He was army and coast guard. He just retired last October. Hallelujah. I'm so glad to be done. (laughs) Um, And so my heroes in my books often are either military or police because he's now he's a full-time police officer. And has been for has been for several years now, um, so that's where a lot of that inspiration comes from. And then my heroines, you know, like I said, they're badass females that don't need anybody to really step up and save them. And I hopefully that's how I'm parenting my girls. You know, that they are going to be self sufficient human beings that just walk in and rock this world and don't need anybody to rush in and save them because they're capable. You know, so that all of that goes into inspiring the different characters and the different stories that I write. All right. So when you research some of this paranormal stuff, like, you know, I know you look to your faith and you look to other things, but but what constitutes research for you? Because I I, like I said, I, you know, I, I have a Reaper series and and that kind of I don't know where that came from, but I created this whole world that, and it's the same thing, you know, kind of addressing our faith and, and, and figuring out another way. My mom would have loved you because for her, there was always something more. Yeah. Um, 
And so like, I know what I researched and, and the little things, you know, worldwide, but what constitutes research for you? Well, it really depends on which series. So if we're, if we're talking about the Nick series, which you've read. So I did and have done and still do a ton of research and study on astral projection and uh, lucid dreaming because I have an incredibly active dream life. Oh my God. I'm one of those people that I remember my dreams. I'll get up in the morning and I'll write them down. Some of them have inspired stories because they're just so vivid and they're so emotional. And I started writing it down and I started talking about it with my anxiety therapist, with my OCD therapist. She was like, can you start writing this stuff down and let's see, you know, what we can draw out of, you know, you journaling about your dreams. And so I've done so much research on dreams in the past couple of years, because I knew to me, that is, we spend half of our lives asleep, Mm -hmm. you know, like we spend half of our lives unconscious, like what's going on, like in the spiritual realm with those 12 hours a day that we're not, you know, or however long we sleep, I would love to get 12 hours of sleep. (laughs) I'd love to get more than two in a row. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I've done a lot of research in that arena and a lot of research in mindfulness. And um, I've, yesterday I'm researching stuff about mindfulness and soul ties with other humans and um, twin flames. And it, yeah, it's, this book has been definitely last book series. I researched a lot about angels and demons and history, that kind of thing. But cause that one's about angels and demons, but this one has been a lot of mental stuff. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. Like, so, and I know I'm going to enjoy soul, soul summoner. I'm still recovering from detached. <laughs> I just picked up another book. So that yours, like I said, is, is on the to be read, but um, that kind of, that kind of research and, and the thing that you're saying about dreams, because um, I know my mind never rests. So, yeah. you know, some days I look better than others because it's like I'll wake up and I'm exhausted. And it's like, what's wrong? And it's like uh, action adventure dreams all night long. It's like yeah. I was running. I was being chased. I was doing this. I was doing that. So do you feel the after effects, the physical after effects of, of your vivid dreams? Um, yes. So if I have a dream that's super active where I'm just balls to the wall all night long, then yeah, I'm really tired the next day. (laughs) And I I don't feel rested the next day because my brain just hasn't had an opportunity to reset, you know, and that, that has absolutely made it into the books. That's made it a lot into book two. Um, because that's kind of a downfall for her. You know, she's, for the people that don't know, uh, (laughs) her superpower, um, she's inherited this ability through her bloodline for where she, when she is in REM sleep, her spirit can leave her body and she can travel around and she's a cop and she's former military. And so that helps her do things that she wouldn't normally be able to do, you know, as far as seeking out the real bad guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, so that's a that's a limitation of her power in the coming books because if she's out doing all of this stuff when she's supposed to be resting, then her body, her physical body is, you know, gets worn down. Yeah. Well, it, in the book in in detached, you know, after the accident and all of that and 
I felt how tired she was. Yeah. Because I understood that. It was like, oh my God, is that what the hell I'm doing? Am I going out and about? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> For sure. But and it I, makes you think of that. Yeah. And I think that because that's how I am uh, in my own personal life, I needed some way to make that a superpower. You know what I mean? Oh, look, there's my book. <laughs> Yeah, I so like I needed, I needed sleep to be a superpower. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and it is a hell of a superpower in that book. Yeah, it, um, it, it is. It's just been a the, lot of time to write. The world building you did around that ability and, and, and the, the other associated abilities. Um, I won't, you know, say much more about Mal and everybody else. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but the world that you built around that is so cohesive um well I'm glad that it seems that way <laughs> I know because when you're writing it doesn't feel that way I know yeah. you know because my reaper thing I'm like I'm pulling uh, pardon me I'm pulling shit out of my ass too and I'll create right. characters just because I felt the character and nowhere did I plot out that character but suddenly here's somebody new here's their abilities I'm like oh my god what did I do yeah and you think it's all crazy but the reader I mean, it, it, you, you suck us right in. And, and that's where I'm editing at. comes in. And I will say this. So as we get deeper into the series, more about the backstory of why and how and what she really is and what all of that entails and how she wound up here to begin with, like all of that has an incredibly detailed, layered I mean, it's it's a whole different universe that kind of draws on some mythology and some yes, gods explored a little bit without it being, you know, Zeus and Athena. You know what I mean? It's yeah. we're not we're not yeah. going there, yeah, but it yeah. does draw on some of, you know, the Iliad and some of um, the Odyssey and you know stuff that's been you know in Britannica for years yeah yeah no that's, <laughs> you know, I've that's done a awesome. lot of research on that just to kind of find some elements some building blocks for this story yeah. um so like I have I have like 19 whiteboards in my office and I have two that are just dedicated to the backstory of how they wound up here Wow, so, and within you know within one novel, we only scratch a surface of that backstory because you don't want to like overwhelm anybody. No, no, no. But as the author, I need to know that so everything that I write and when I get to the editing process, so that everything is cohesive. And thank you for that because that is is key to world building. Oh, absolutely. Um, you build your world how you're going to build it. And you'll dole it out how it needs to be doled out. But no reader needs to know all of it. Right. Get all of it. Right. You know, so um, thank you for saying that. Because, you know, I know um, some folks think of world building, you know, as, as okay, this is the world I created. And, and these are the rules. And this is it. And no, I mean, if yeah. you see, you know, some writer's notes, especially those like you who build a world an actual world that does not currently exist, or maybe it does, who knows? Um, it, it's a lot of backstory. It's a lot of information that we'll never see. Yeah, but at sure. least if we ask you, you might be able to give us an answer. <laughs> well, and I have, um, I have a fantastic editor who understands my writing process really well. And she will make notes in my manuscript, like, 
I need a little bit more detail here. I need a little bit more backstory here. <clears throat> or I think that I think that this is you've you've covered this already and I don't need this right here. You know, so she's very good about understanding that I have the backstory and that I'm giving the reader just enough. I'm not overwhelming and I'm not underwhelming, not leaving anybody confused. So I definitely have to give like big shout out to Nicole because she makes me a better writer for sure. Yeah. An editor will certainly do that. And one who doesn't step on your voice. Yeah. Because that's unfortunately, you know, you have a lot of professionals, freelancers, everything. And, and they think that that's the goal. Yeah. Let me fix this. No, 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 no. It's not about fixing. It's about tuning. Yeah. Um, And that's how I see editing is, is more of a tuning um, than anything else. So let me ask you, have you ever collaborated with someone on a a project? I haven't. I've had, um, I've had several requests. Um, and at this point in my career, like I said, I'm so busy as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I'm putting out, uh, I'll have max of two books out this year, actually three. Um, whereas I was doing four and five a year. Um, okay. I'm scaling way back and I'm only focusing on writing one to two books a year. Okay. Um, and that doesn't leave a whole lot of room to collaborate with other people. Um, I want to, at some point, I actually have a very close friend uh, and I won't say this out loud because I made this information public, but she and I have been bouncing around a supernatural. She doesn't write supernatural. She writes contemporary women's. She's a very big name. (laughs) She's wonderful. The fact that she wants to write with me at all is like mind blowing to me. Um, and she and I have been bouncing around this idea for a supernatural series for the past couple of years. And it is high up on my list of things Mm -hmm. that I want to get done. Okay. But I'm not putting anything else. I'm being very intentional about this is enough. Sure. Um, Not to overwhelm myself right now. My kids, my youngest boys graduate. um, They're sophomores in high school this year. So they've got three more years of school left. And then maybe I'll take on some more stuff. But right now, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying being a mama. So outstanding. Yeah. So um, I have to ask, is there someone that you consider your writing role model? Oh, Charlene Harris. Really? Yeah. Charlene Harris, Heather Graham too. Um, I love Heather's versatility with yeah. the word. She can, that woman can write anything. Yeah. She's, and she's incredibly, huh? She's a sweetheart. She is. She's a wonderful human being. She's so welcoming. She makes you feel like family. Yeah. Um, Dorinda Jones is another one. Um, Dorinda, I mean, her very first book was an award winner. You know, like her, the very first words that she put on the page and put out in the world, you know, just from the get go, she was just making her mark as a legend. And I would read the phone book if that woman wrote it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but Charlene was the one that um, inspired me to love urban fantasy um, because I really wasn't that into it before. Um, I read a lot of contemporary and I read a lot of historical fiction, but I never really got into paranormal stuff because I assumed it was going to be scary and I don't do scary. Yeah. Um, and so I started reading, uh, her gravesite series and then her Sookie Stackhouse series. And 
I was like, this I can do. Like I, <laughs> I got so sucked into it and so emotionally invested. It was the first time that I felt like I want to provide this enjoyment for other people, you know, and that was what inspired me to start writing the soul summer. So. All right. So let me ask you something. Um, and, and you may have an answer. You may not. But have you ever considered pitching your stuff or have you uh, for video, for TV, for movies? for uh, Well, I haven't pitched anything, um, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm showing off detached because that would be amazing. I can't screen. talk about it a whole lot because um, okay. there's. Yeah, the soul summoners, the soul summoner was optioned. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. And man, 2020, like it was in, like things were happening. The ball was rolling. Things were like, people were getting on board. Things were falling into place. And then 2020 shut down Hollywood. Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't, anybody that's ever been optioned and gone through this process, like, you know, don't get your hopes up, <laughs> you know, because there's just so many dominoes that have to fall perfectly mm -hmm. in order to get something made. Um, so we'll see. Um, I have not actively pursued film, um, but I have had offers come to me. So I, like I have an agent that handles, she's amazing. She handles all that stuff for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh... We'll see. I will say like knowing where <laughs> Detach, definitely. Yeah. Like knowing where the soul summoner started and knowing where the Safari Nick series is starting. I have so much hope for like what's coming with this series. Like it's still oh. brand new. It's a baby series that's out, but people are really loving it and really connecting with her. And I'm really excited to see what the future holds for. Honestly, me. I can't promote it enough. I have referred it to, I don't know how many people already. Thank you. Uh, it, it was great. Like I said, it grabbed me. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, Thank my you. mother would have loved it. Like I said, I, you know, it's like, yeah. And my mother is harsh. <laughs> very harsh. So if she thought your character was an idiot, she told you, like she told yeah. me, she's an idiot. I'm like, Thank you, mom. Look at the next paragraph. Read the rest. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> you know? right, Thanks mom. <laughs> So with all these strong women, do you have a tagline, a specific tagline, or do you do it specific to your series? Uh, my general tagline, I think it's still on my website. It was for years is, um, all right, badass chicks often with cute boys. Because <laughs> <laughs> the girls have always got to come first. So. All right. That, that, hey, that works for me. <laughs> That's exactly how it should be. And that's so, the same, like, no matter whether I'm writing paranormal or whether I'm writing contemporary or romance or whatever. So yeah. on, on my website, it says uh, you don't have to be with someone to be someone. Yeah, I love that. You know, like and that that went in with with your talk that day at Space Coast. Just, you know, writing is an evolution, you know, sure. and it's a, it's and it's a, a search for who you actually are. Um, and for you, first and foremost, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're, you know, your family comes first and you're writing while it may be secondary, it's still a part of everything that you do. So, you know, and it shows, 
in, in, in the way you present and stuff. So thank you so much. I, I, I know your time is valuable and I do appreciate you coming on. I will say that I might put a tiny little snippet of this, uh, the video on my Patreon, but I'll let you see it first. <laughs> I won't do it without permission. I ain't got no shame. I don't have a filter. I don't care. Please, all right. I'm have only half dressed. Have you ever searched for Alicia Hyder on YouTube? <laughs> There's some videos out there. <laughs> I'm only half dressed. Pajamas on the bottom, dressed on the top. So, you know. It's hey, I took a shower today. I didn't wash my hair, but I didn't take a shower. <laughs> Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on board um, and joining well, us. I really appreciate the feedback too, because, like, truth be told, I was terrified at Space Coast. Like, you can ask my kids had full blown meltdown that morning with tears, and you know, I was a mess. So, I was really thankful that other writers connected with what I had to say because there were so many writers that were instrumental in helping me get started. Mm. Um, you know. I really do feel like as writers, we, we have an opportunity to be an amazing community yeah. and not all writers take advantage of that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, I'm going to give Violet, uh, you know, Leslie, Howe, Violet, how a shout out because she's, she's a wonderful human being, a mutual friend the best. Um, and I'm dragging her on here next. So. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And I will let you know when I'm in Nashville. <laughs> 